0: The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes Starring Basil Rathbone and Nigel Bruce The makers of Groves Bromo Quinine Bring you another adventure of Sherlock Holmes With Basil Rathbone as Sherlock Holmes ...and Nigel Bruce as Dr. Watson. Watch out for colds, ladies and gentlemen. They're widespread now, and even a common cold, if neglected... ...may lead to more serious illness. So don't wait at the first cold symptom. Take famous bromoquinine cold tablets. Bromoquinine cold tablets are made for one purpose... ...and one purpose only, to relieve cold distress. They act promptly to give you real results... And that's what you want when you're suffering with the misery of a cold. Bromoquinine cold tablets are known and used everywhere. Trust a reputation when buying a medicine. When you feel the attack of a cold, take Bromoquinine cold tablets. Tonight's story will be the fifth installment of the famous Hound of the Baskervilles. Don't worry, even if you missed the previous installment, we promise you'll find this episode a thrilling story in itself. Now, here we are again at the door of Dr. Watson's study. Outside, the wind howls. And inside, the firelight casts weird shadows in the wall opposite.
1: Just the night for a tale of horror and excitement. Well, come in, Mr. Manning. Come in and make yourself comfortable.
0: Oh, comfortable? I can, I can feel the goose flesh crawling up and down my spine already. Is tonight's episode as harrowing as the last?
1: More so, Mr. Manning, so hold on to your chair and turn up the lights. Here we go. Well, we left off with Sir Henry Baskerville and me out on the moors, watching a mysterious figure silhouetted against the moon. Sir Henry was convinced it had something to do with the curse of the Baskervilles, a large black spectral hound which was supposed to haunt the family which the peasants around Basketball Hall claimed to have seen the night that the Charles Basketball was found dead. You remember Holmes had sent me down to Basketball Hall to protect the new heir, Sir Henry, a young Canadian. Well, to resume the story, it was the afternoon following our nocturnal sally out into the moors to try to capture the escaped convict named Seldon, the brother-in-law of Barrymore, Sir Henry's butler. You'll be glad to know that we did get back safely, my nerves were a bit shattered. Good, I've been worried all week. Well, the next day was dull and foggy, with a drizzle of rain. Neither Sir Henry nor I stirred out of doors. The house was banked in the rolling clouds, which, which lifted now and then to show the dreary curves of the moor, the silver veins on the sides of the hills, the distant boulders gleaming where the light struck their wet faces. Everything was melancholy outside and in. The old house had a feeling of gloom and dread about it, as though some horrible danger were lurking near at hand. There a strike. And I was seated at the writing table, jibbling off the notes that Sherlock Holmes insisted I mailed to him daily. And continue, and Henry, in a black reaction after the excitement of the night before, paced restlessly up and down in front of the fire. In the great hall, a <laughs>
2: I can't get it out of my head, the sound of that cursed dog baying on the moor. This is
1: beastly weather, Master. You don't have to gentle anybody's
2: nerves. You... You don't think they're right, Dr. Mortimer, Stapleton, and all the rest? No, oh, no. You, you don't think it's possible that there is a curse on my family, and that some... some wretched ghost of a dog is waiting out there on the moor, waiting okay. to get me? It's rubbish. A spectral
1: hound which material footsteps, and which fills the air with quite audible howling? That's not very logical, eh?
2: No, I suppose not, but...
1: There must be some natural solution. Pull well, yourself together, Basil. Surely you're not going to descend to the level of the peasants who aren't are content with making the animal a fiend dog. They've gone to describe him with far fire, shooting from his mouth and his eyes.
2: Well, you may argue from now till doomsday, Watson, but you can't deny you heard that hound last night. I heard oh. a hound, of course, but it doesn't make it the
1: Baskerville hound, does it? And apart from the devil, there's... Uh, the fact that a human agency is mixed up in this puzzle.
2: The man in the cab and the letter warning you against the moor. Yes, I've been trying to find an explanation for all that, too. Did he remain in London? Has he followed us down here? Watson, do you... do you think he might be the stranger we saw last night standing on the tour?
1: I oh, no, no. to glanced him, of course, before he disappeared. I'd be willing to swear he didn't resemble anyone we've met here about.
2: No, his figure was taller than Stapleton. Yes, and and thinner than Franklin. Watson, that figure, there was something sinister, almost macabre about it. I know it sounds absurd, but you don't suppose... You don't suppose it's the hand itself? What do you mean? I don't know. Something... Something like a werewolf that changes from a man to an animal and, and back again. No,
1: that's uh, uh, witchcraft and black magic and all that stuff nonsense. It's impossible, absolutely impossible. Yes, but how do you know? Well, oh, uh, I know. That's all. Reasonably. It's, 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 it's I wonder. Look here. It must be the stranger, the man who dogged your footsteps in London. Dogged? Oh, figure speech. The unfortunate figure of speech. Mm. I could not lose it. Well, this man followed you about. He probably never, never shakes you off. Yes, but
2: if he's down here, where's he staying? Why has no one seen him?
1: Maybe hiding out there on the morrow. In This weather? Well, why not? All those pierced types, stone huts. Remember that book, Southern? The escaped criminal is living out there, isn't he?
2: Yes, but he has a reason—a good reason. A matter of life and death to him.
1: Mm-hmm. A strange. We have an equally strong reason.
2: Well, whatever it is, he means us no good. I'll stake my life on that.
1: Only we well, would lay our hands on the
2: fellow. Yes, you may as well search for a needle in a haystack as try to find a man who wants to stay hidden on those yes. cursed moors. Yes, indeed. Oh, uh, that reminds me, Watson barrymore seems to think he had a grievance mm, he? yes he seems to think it was unfair of us to try to hunt for his brother-in-law inasmuch as he told us of his own free will that the man was hiding out
1: there well it wasn't his own free will we forced him to tell us what's more selden's a dangerous criminal think of the harm that he might do there is no safety for anyone a lock and a key.
2: Well, that's what i told barrymore that we promised selden will do no further harm he says he's made arrangements so he can leave for South America in a few days. If only we don't inform the police of his whereabouts in the meantime. I don't know what to say.
1: Well, of course. If he were safely out of the country, <laughs> wouldn't leave <he> the <be> taxpayers <laughs> of the Besides,
2: I can't very well mention the matter to the police without implicating Barrymore and his wife for shielding the you take it? let that's not mental, it? We've got enough on our hands without that. Well, that's my idea exactly. That's, I'm glad you agree with me. Uh, Give that bell rope a pull, will you, and we'll tell Barrymore our decision, eh? Mm, Right. Well, Watson, we're aiding and abetting a felony, but I'd never feel right about it if we'd given the man up. Come in. Oh, uh, Barrymore, uh, Dr. Watson and I have decided to forget what you told us about the escaped convicts, if you will guarantee to have him out of the country inside of a week.
3: I promise I will, on my word of honor, and God bless you, sir the world normal, of course,
2: Oh, don't mention it, Barrymore. Don't mention it. Uh, by the way, did my new clothes come from the tailor? Why,
3: yes, sir. They're a bit wrinkled after the trip from London. I'm pressing them for you myself. Sir.
2: Oh, good. Now I can get rid of my old wardrobe. You uh, you won't have to be ashamed of my appearance any longer, Barrymore.
3: Why, Sir Henry, anyway, I'm sure we've never been anything but proud of the new master ever since you came, sir. Oh, thank you, Barrymore. That'll be all. Uh, if uh, you pardon my mentioning it, there's, there's one thing more. Yes. My wife seems to feel that you might think it's important, and you've been so kind. Anything we can do in return.
2: Uh, yes, Baltimore.
3: I didn't find it out till after the inquest. It's about the cause of Charles' death. What? You know he died? No, sir, that I don't. But I know why he went out to the mortal It was to meet a woman. To meet a woman, my uncle. Yes, sir. That's why I didn't like to mention it before. But my wife said it was quite right. What was the woman's name? I don't know, sir. But her initials were L. L. How do you know that? Well, sir, so, Charles usually had a large stack of letters every morning. Go on. But that morning, the day he died, there was only one letter. That's how I happened to take particular notice of it. It was from Paul Tracy dressed in a woman's hand. Did you discover that. Only a few days ago, my wife was cleaning out Sir Charles's study, and she found the ashes of a burned letter in the back of the grate. Most of it was gone, but one little bit sort of hung together, and you could still read the writing. Splendid. What did it say? As you are a gentleman, burn this letter and be at the gate by 10. Signed, L.L.L. Did you save the slip of paper? No, sir. it crumbled to the pits when we moved it. Any idea who this L.L. can be?
2: No, sir, I haven't. Well, never mind. We'll ask Dr. Mortimer when he comes to dinner tonight. Oh, well. Yeah.
1: Perhaps those initials will prove to be the key to the entire mystery. <laughs>
2: another
4: cigar, Dr. Mortimer. Thank you, Sir Henry. I will. Ah, <sighs> what a night. The moors are practically flooded. The mire is becoming more treacherous every moment. Yes, it is a bad night.
1: By the way, uh, Mortimer, I suppose you know very nearly everyone living living in the district, not
4: Well, there uh, are a few gypsies and peddlers I can't answer for. But among the farmers and gentry, there isn't anyone I had not tended at one time or another.
1: Do you know of any woman mm-hmm. whose initials are
4: L.L.? L.L.? No, do can't say that I do. Mm-hmm. Hold on, though, there's Laura Lyons. Her initials are L.L., but she lives at Coombe Tracy. And who is Laura Lyons? Why, why, she's Franklin's daughter. You mean old Franklin who's always having those ridiculous lawsuits? Exactly. Oh. She married an artist named Lyons who turned out to be a thorough blackguard and deserted her. I'm not saying that she wasn't as much at fault as he was, if you know what I mean. Of course. Well, her father disinherited her because she married without his consent. And for other reasons, too, I'm told.
1: And how does she support herself?
4: Well, her story got about, of course. Several people did what they could to help her earn an honest living.
1: Oh, anybody in particular?
4: Yes. Stapleton and Sir Charles set her up in her typewriting business. Typewriting? Mm-hmm. Yes. But why all this curiosity? What has Laura Lyons got to do with the mystery
2: of Baskerville?
1: Oh, nothing. No, nothing at all.
2: Look here, Mortimer. If you and Dr. Watson have finished your conversation about the fascinating Mrs. Lyons, what do you say to a game of a
1: Splendid. Good. Well, we're going to the billiard room. You join us, Watson? No, 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 thanks. Would you tell Barrymore to bring my copier here? A postscript to add to my letter to home.
2: Right. Come along, Mortimer. Still,
1: Laura Lyons. I wonder why she wanted to see as a child. Uh, your coffee, sir. Oh, thank you, Barrymore. Just put it down over there, will you? Very good, sir. Oh, Barrymore.
3: Yes, sir? Have
1: you seen your brother-in-law since last night?
3: No, sir. But the food I left for him was gone, so he must be around somewhere. Uh, unless, uh, yeah it, Unless it was the other man who took it. The other man? What do you mean? There's another man living out there on the moor. Selden told me. He's seen him. He's hiding too, but he's not a convict. Mm. I don't like that, more Nor do I, Dr. Watson. There's foul play somewhere. And there's black felony brewing. I'll swear to it. It's Charles' is dead. There was no reason on the moor at night. Now that man waiting out there. What's he waiting for? That's what I need to know. But I'm wasting your time, sir. I beg your pardon.
1: Yes. What is he waiting for out there? In the wind, in the rain? What is the answer to that question? I wonder if Laura Lyons knows. I'd better write to Holmes about this.
0: Mr. Holmes, sir, I brought you cheese and a pudding, and your letter too, sir. Oh,
1: I'm paying for a change. Yes,
0: yeah, sir. You owe me seven and sixpence.
1: Oh, very well. Here you are. And uh, it's a bit over.
0: Oh, thank you, sir.
2: Don't squander it on riotous living.
0: Oh, no, Mr. Holmes, that I never would. Not that I'd have a chance. There ain't very much to be writers with here about. <laughs> That's all for today. Off with you. Yes, sir. And tomorrow you might fetch me a veal and uh, kidney pie if you can find a good one. I'll oh, have a try at it, Mr. Allen. Yeah. Mm. Let's see what Watson's literary talents have to produced today. Mm. Yes. Elmore's brother-in-law turns out to be Sodom the murderer hiding on the moor. Yes, yes, I suspected
2: as much. Hello? Watson and Sir Henry went in search of him in the middle of the night? The fools, the blithering idiots! And mm. he saw a
4: figure, a long, sinister silhouette. Interesting, very interesting. I wonder if
2: Watson even begins to suspect. Hello? I let a letter, eh? Making an appointment with Sir Charles for the night of his death. It's named LL. Oh, yes, yes, Lauren Lyons. Lauren Lyons. That's not used to ah, call, I intelligence at We can see.
4: We can see.
0: In just a moment, we'll find out what the mysterious Laura Lyons knows about the curse of the Baskerville. Ladies and gentlemen, here's what to do when you feel the attack of a cold. Yes, here's what to do when you feel the very first cold symptom. Take famous bromoquinine cold tablets. Bromoquinine cold tablets don't fool. No, sir, they get right after a cold symptom. They get right after a cold misery. They help relieve the headache and nasal stuffiness that go with a the cold. They help reduce the fever of the cold and have a laxative action often important in case of a cold. Bromoquinine cold tablets are prompt and decisive in their action. First, they're made especially for the relief of cold distress. In other words, specialized medication. Second, they act internally. Whenever you feel the attack of a cold, get famous Bromoquinine cold tablets and take them promptly according to direction. You can get these tablets at any drugstore, a few cents a box. Ask for Bromo, B-R-O-M-O quinine. Q-U-I-N-I-N-E. Bromo cold tablet. <laughs>